You would look good in one of Big T's tees. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Season, a podcast that's excited about Rugby League as finals are about Penrith and Souths. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. You found me, Big T, so excited. Views of my own, I'm recording these views in the comfort of Big T's lounge room, just lounging after a fantastic a double dose of finals football, but I desperately want to get out of the way because the last time we had this Panther duo on, it was one of the highest rating episodes of the year, one of the most listened to episodes of Sports Best Friends for 2021, probably even 2020, maybe even 2019, for a while anyway, absolute um, God's gift to Panthers football. And so um, I want to get out of the way. I want to stop saying I want to get out of the way and actually do. You're going to love this. Uh, okay, just shut up and go. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Hello, uh, thank you for having us, Big T. Uh, my name is Jack Omato. I'm joined by Matt Undersauce. Uh, I've got it wrong twice in a week, haven't I? We can give you an excuse at very exciting times. <laughs> Matt underscore Sinclair, 93. Matt, how are you? I have never been better. Um, that was insane. It was just insane. And oh, I still am trying to process it because I personally generally didn't think we were going to win that game. Um, so for me, it's just this feeling of just disbelief and we've done it again. And like, I haven't even thought about next week yet. I'm just thinking, oh my God, we did what I didn't think we could do after last week. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling incredible. I Every time I think back to that game and what we've just accomplished, I get more and more happy. Yeah. Like, I'll just be sitting there and then I'll start doing like a little dance to myself or something or I'll run up and hug Vic and just yell footy or something. But I can't, yeah. I can't properly process what has happened and what it means. And I think it's something that I'm going to, just continue getting more and more excited about as the week goes on, as well as getting a few nerves about what's ahead. But a big thing was just relief because I had faith in us. I knew it was going to be really tough. Um, people who listened last week could probably sense mm. that in our voices. Yeah. Um, but I knew we could do it, but I'm just so glad we did for the missed opportunity that it would have been for the amount of shit that we were chatting last night as Manly were getting mm. bumped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a real concern. <laughs> that was. I, I was just thinking of the, the names of people who were going to be adding us. Absolutely, as they rightfully should have if we had been in a position where we embarrassed ourselves. Oh, um, and <laughs> I think, I mean... I just don't know where they got that from. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not confused, but we had a real dip in form towards the end of the season, obviously when all our players were out and injured and they came back and, you know, we had glimpses of being better. Um, we were good against Parramatta, but they had no players. The week before that we played the Tigers and we won convincingly, but we weren't fantastic. 
And then we had that disappointing game against South. And I just thought, have we just lost our pizzazz? Like, what is it that has happened to us this year? Are we, do we peak at the wrong time early in the year and are we kind of crushing down now? And now in hindsight, we've played our two best games over the past two weeks. And they've been two of the best games I've ever seen as well in terms of the intensity and just the will and desire from both teams to really want to grind that out. And I just think mentally they have done an incredible job and the will that they have to go one better must be so much more than even what we realise because for them to pull this out of God knows where is just mentally incredible. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like I I agree 100% with what you were saying that we did have a dip we weren't playing terribly by any measure, but compared to that ridiculously high standard that we set in the first half of the season and for pretty much all of last year, where we've been playing just almost unstoppable footy bar a few games for 18 months. Mm. And then we had that slight dip where our defence didn't drop off too much. A little oh, bit but it was a little, fun. it was different. Yeah, but it, it felt like we weren't, didn't have that same spark that we didn't attack. Like it didn't feel like, you know, Jerome Luai was going to score every time he got the ball or he wasn't going to, you know, put Matt Burton into an incredible hole every time. And it felt like the forwards weren't quite punching straight through, which you, could, you can see a little bit when you look at the numbers. A player like mm-hmm. Liam Martin's numbers have dropped slowly every game after Origin. Mm-hmm. But then to yeah. me, he was an example of that we found that level we were at because there were games like the Tigers game where I heard a few people saying, oh, Penrith are back. And I thought, we've yeah. got another level to us than that. Yeah, and, and I think... Where we probably should good, 50 and we didn't. And you make a good point with the defence as well because what concerned me, I guess, about that Tigers game is we let in some easy tries. I think they let in three tries with them. And that's just... We've actually gotten to a standard over the past few years that defence is our number one thing that we have going for us. And three tries in the game isn't good enough, in my view. Um, yeah. And it's just not the standard that we would let in. I think for us, it's usually one or two. And and you have to make them work for it. And I think there was a bit of fuss um, prior to this week about how we'd only scored two tries in the, um, the final series to date. And we obviously only scored two tonight. But if you defend like we did, you don't need to worry about focusing on your attack because... It will come. You will score a few tries. You may not need, we needed two tries today to win the game, one try last week to win the game. But in defence, it's not just about stopping the tries. It's about frustrating their attack. We saw that happen today with Melbourne. We came out firing. We didn't give them anything and they got frustrated and they made a colossal amount of errors, which are very uncharacteristic of them. And I truly don't think you make those errors on your own. You make those errors when you feel the pressure to. Um, And if you're doing that to your opposition, it will come for you. You don't need to worry about what you're doing so much in terms of your own attack because they're going to be tired, the opposition, from having attacking sets and not scoring. They're going to be frustrated and they're going to make little errors that can lead to a try um, from, from our point of view. And obviously the first try we scored was just psychotic, insane craziness from Nathan Cleary that Melbourne couldn't have stopped. But that total try... It was wonderful, but it was just an overlap. It was a simple overlap and they left that wing empty. So that comes from frustrating them and it comes from mental mental strength um, that we showed so well tonight. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with the way that 
especially that second try, I think in week one of the finals, we wouldn't have scored that try, even though it was so simple. I yeah. think it shows a lot about where we've come from even that point, about how we had the jitters in that game. I think we would have been overly frustrated that we'd only scored one try in that first half and that we wouldn't have just been able to do that simple play like that and score that try. And you're right that we've only scored, we'd only scored two tries up until that point. But like you said, we only needed two tonight and we only needed one the other night. And it does come once your defense is good. Now it's something that like, ideally I would have liked to have scored, you know, five tries tonight. We did. Yeah, make it a lot better for us to watch. <laughs> that kind of game. And you're 100% right with Melbourne's errors. Like, I don't think that I've seen a few people saying that, oh, Melbourne threw it away and stuff like that. I think you're always going to get people saying things like that. But I yeah. think Melbourne weren't uncharacteristic tonight. But I think we made they that were. happen. We were in their face. We didn't give Absolutely. them respect. Too many games throughout the year when Melbourne went on that run where they were up by 30 at halftime and you turned it off because you knew what the result was going to be. Too many teams were giving them respect and they deserve respect to an extent, but not that you just let them do their own thing. Like we had Tavita Pango Jr. out there, not caring that it was mm. the Melbourne Storm, not caring that Christian Welch is yeah. the best person in the world. Like he's there to win a yeah. final. He's there to win footy games. Yeah, he's he there for a few games. And he wouldn't care who it was in his opposite number. He was going to go with them. Yeah. yeah. And and I love that from him. I love that from Tavita. And I love Christian. Everyone loves Christian. Yeah. But that aggression that he showed, you know, it's like we don't care. We are here to redeem what we did last year. And I think um, what we spoke about last week is that last year we almost coasted through to that grand final um, mm. with the Roosters game which it was tight on the scoreboard, but it felt pretty in control. And then the South game, which at the time I thought was close, but after watching these past two weeks, I just, I would love to watch that over and over again because that was a breeze compared to what we've just watched. Um, And then, yeah, you've kind of coasted into the grand final being thinking, you know, we've got this, we had two convincing wins. We don't have to worry about it. Whereas this year we've had three intense grinding games and we've earned our spot in that grand final more so than we probably did last year. And in the process of doing so, we've honed that defence. The attack has gotten, gotten progressively better and we've stopped panicking because in that first week against South, there was so, it was so panicked. Our attack was so panicked. It was very uncharacteristic of us to do that. And I think almost it's a blessing in disguise that we lost to South in the first round of finals and now we're playing them again two or three weeks later in the grand final because we know where we went wrong and we can pinpoint what we did that was wrong that we can now fix moving forward. And I think for me, the number one thing is to be calm, um, keep control of the the field battle and the possession battle and don't freak out. Don't try and score off every opportunity. Don't try and score off the first or second tackle at any stage in the game. It will happen. Just wear them out. And I think we can outgrind them if we do that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's one of those ones where you look at this year compared to last year and even compared to a few weeks ago, they feel like talent-wise, it's the same team. But with what they've learned and their attitude and their calmness that they've showed the last two weeks in possession and then their scramble out of possession has showed how much they've learned from what they've experienced. When you look at last year's grand final, 
I think Coruscant, Tamo, and Tedavano were the only three players that had played in a grand final. Now, pretty much mm. all of them, bar I think Matt Burton and Momorowski and Junior, I'm pretty yeah. like all of them have played in a grand final now. And yeah. I was I was a bit worried that there were maybe going to be some scars heading into the season. We started off great; it looked like there weren't going to be, and they were mm. just determined. Week one of the finals did have me a little worried because mm. our worst three games of last year were our three games that we played in the two finals and the grand final. Absolutely, and, they were. And then we had that game, you know, against Souths in week one, which was the worst game that our sort of strongest team has played. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, no one say I said illegitimate. I did not. Um, no. <laughs> but, but, Very legitimate. Yeah, yeah they, they were all they were all legitimate losses, but um, but that was easily the worst game that we played as a team. Um, credit to Souths, they forced us into playing a really bad game. Mm. But it feels like I was I had worries where I thought, oh, are we just not built for the big occasion? I never said it because I don't want to doubt our team and I don't want to put yeah. that into the world. Um, but I did have those worries and looking back at these last two games, it feels like that's not an issue anymore, at least anyway. Hopefully it doesn't come back. I'm, I'm so praying that we like, cause we had a bit of underdog about us against Param, not necessarily underdogs, but just doubt surrounding us. Yeah. And obviously yeah. a lot tonight. No one, yeah. like, I think I saw earlier in the week, 95% of the bets went to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it won't be the case this week. I would I would assume it would be favourites. I haven't looked yet. I might look as we speak, but I would assume it would be favourites to win. Um, and I didn't remotely hate that we weren't, weren't favourites tonight. It was quite a calm feeling going into it, thinking, here we go, we're $1.60 and South are $2.40, which is about right, um, I would say. Um, nothing in terms of what South have done, but I think purely a lot of people are going to think if we can pull out those performances, nothing will stop us this year, yeah. um, which I understand. But yeah, in terms of the big games and things like that, I think something that helped me, I guess, calm my nerves in that sense. And while we did have an off game against South, and that was credit to South for frustrating us on that night, um, is that if you watch the performances in Origin this year from Nathan and Jerome in particular, they really showed that they can rise to the occasion, especially in that first game. Um, and they showed that their big game jitters perhaps weren't as um, prevalent as they were in the grand final last year. And Cameron Munster actually was speaking before the game and was talking about Luai. And he commented himself that, yes, Munster obviously won the grand final last year. But Munster himself felt that Luai did a number on him in the Origin Series this year. And... I think the fact that they can play the big games, we, they had those experience with that. And then we're lucky enough to have Brian and Aki and Liam also play um, in those big games as well. I think that's been a massive benefit for us in terms of their ability to handle the nerves. And of course, that extra year's experience as well is going to be amazing because we're coming up against a South team that most of them, you know, you've got Reynolds who is a pro in terms of the finals. He played in their 2014 um, win, if I recall correctly. Um, and a few of their forwards as well, I think, may have been there. Um, so in terms of experience for South, it doesn't really look to be a concern. So again, we'll probably be the least experienced at that, but I don't think big game nerves will hit us like they did last year. Yeah, I think this year we seem to be much better prepared. I wonder how much 
the weird situation that these last two seasons we've been through have like how much they've affected our team. I felt like last year all through the year that it was going to be benefiting our team heading into a grand final. And I think it did to a large extent the way that they were, even though they weren't in a bubble or, or they weren't you know locked in a hotel together, they sort of were able to keep out of the media because last year, I think everyone wanted a piece of what Penrith were doing because it kind of came out of the blue. Yeah. And this year there's, there's been a bit of a different sort of tone towards Penrith from certain parts of the media. And I think the fact that they're all locked in together mm. and they can sort of create that, it's a massive rugby league cliche, but a bit of a siege sort of mentality against what's being said against us. Uh, the fact that they're all in there together and they can just single-mindedly focus on proving all the doubters wrong and overcoming those hurdles that they weren't able to overcome last year. Um, and we've seen a bit of cheekiness from uh, our favourite, Mitch Kenny, this week. Mitch Kenny. Uh, did you see his, Have you seen his Instagram I did. story? Yes, tonight, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh. I love it so much. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I think that the narrative has definitely changed in terms of Penrith. I think mm. last year, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Raiders a little bit, although I think the Raiders probably got an easier run with the media than we have in our second good year. Ridiculous. But in the first year... Yeah, in the first year, last year, it was just so exciting that there was a team that wasn't Melbourne Roosters South who were playing <laughs> really well. So everyone was like, this is so cool. And like the style of play that we play as well is very exciting off the cuff. And it kind of just happened. Yeah, we came 10th year before, a whole bunch of players who had pretty much debuted the year before, and then they just turned fantastic. So everyone was very excited by them. And yeah, it was much more of like the people's team vibes. And then this year, the narrative changed because we didn't win last year. So it was more like, why are they so confident? They've got no reason to be confident. They choked in the grand final. They haven't even won anything yet. How dare they be happy when they score a try? They've got nothing on their resume. It was all for nothing. And it kind of turned into, a, instead of really rooting for this team and hoping they succeed, it turned into waiting for them to fall. And I think we saw in week one of the finals, when we did have that loss, um, you had plenty of people in the media saying we were done. You know, that was it for us. You know, you hear the only team in the last 10 years to win the grand final after having no week off was the Cowboys. You know, yeah, they're putting that narrative in your head that it's just impossible. They stuffed it for themselves by losing to Souths and, you know, they landed themselves on the difficult side of the drawer and there's just no way they can make it. And I think that, yeah, absolutely, them being kind of hearing that but being stuck together without as much out, sorry, outside noise, noise as they might be if they weren't in that sort of hotel situation has helped them move forward and it probably motivates them as well because if we win that grand final next year, no one's going to be talking about the fact we choked him on last year. It's very normal to not win the first grand final you make after 20 years or so. Yeah. Um, if we lose, however, it's going to be tenfold of what we've had this year and yeah. that is reasonable. <laughs> you know, um, if you go through and you lose again in a grand final after having such a fantastic year, it starts. the question starts to be asked, well, What's the problem and when will they win win one, you know? So it's important to win next next year um, for the way that we're perceived in the years that are coming. And I really see it as a golden opportunity, as we spoke about last week on the podcast. Um, whilst it was frustrating, I guess, to be lumped on this side of the draw, it made me realise that if we could, you know, it was a, such a dream when I was talking about it, managed to beat Melbourne. 
that's a much more winnable game than perhaps it was last year. Um, yep. So it's, yeah, the narrative's definitely changed. Um, I'm not sure who the majority will be supporting next next week. I have a feeling it might be us after today's performance. I don't think there was too many ref things people could complain about tonight from what I can see. So I think we might actually have a bit of support. <laughs> yeah, well, also, you know, Souths are very loved, but as we've discovered this year, once you have a lot of people loving you, a lot of people just naturally start to hate you. Uh, yeah. Ro- Roosters and Storm and Rabbitohs fans out there, can you please tell us, how do you deal with it? We're not used to being a big club. We're not used to getting no. these people not liking you just because you're good. Can you please give us some advice on how to deal with it? Because I want to be like, oh, ha, ha, look, you hate us because we're good. Uh, we're the Yankees or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I keep biting sometimes. Why am I putting this I out? Get it. We're going to do it now, aren't they? Um, no, I get it 100%. It's like you don't, I don't care. I mean, I'd much rather be winning games than have neutral people on Twitter like yeah. your team. But it is, I guess, sometimes a little um, maybe disappointing to um, be kind of death-ridden. <laughs> you kind yeah. of think, what have these people done? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's just one of these things that comes with it. Um, what yeah. comes with success, it's tall poppy syndrome, which is very prevalent in Australia especially. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how there it's funny because I was one of those people as well. I could not stand the roosters. Yeah. I couldn't stand them for those years. And then I found myself liking them lately. And the reason is, if I'm being honest, is that they I don't perceive them as this huge threat anymore. Yeah. And and I don't, and it's like I'm doing it. So no wonder people are doing it with us. Um, you kind of want to see the 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 team be knocked down. But I think yeah. the fact that we were knocked down two weeks ago and we've had to fight our way into this maybe we'll turn those tables a little bit but we'll see I think as well as that the whole being put on this side of the finals I think has helped us in a way like we were saying earlier with the sort of like preparing us because I think if we had beaten Souths week one and then we had what who would that have put against us in the prelim Manly yeah and we had to versus that Manly team um we would have we would have won by, you know, 180 points. <laughs> I, would have, they might I think it would have probably been similar to what we saw last night with South, to be completely honest. Yeah. And that's nothing against Manly, but I think it's, they just showed what we suspected of them um, and what we spoke about last week. And I think, I have no doubt that if we were on that side, we would have come up against Melbourne in the grand final and we would have lost to Melbourne. Because- uh, I honestly agree with you. I think this is... Yeah, worked out the best for us. I kind of felt like the world was ending after we lost that week one game. But now I see how much nicer it is. It shows, it, it's just proof for everyone out there. You've got to pay more attention to Gus Gould's tweets. Uh, oh, he's cheering right now. He's oh, he put him, it's, him and Ryan Girdler have seriously put oh, themselves out there, which I absolutely goodness. respect, <laughs> honestly. And it's like you might knock them and... Obviously, Girdler especially and Gus are so knocked at the time and they're like, you're an idiot. You've got no right to say that. Panthers aren't going to win the grand final. They just lost against South. Manly aren't flat-track bullies. They beat the Roosters. They're going to smash South. <laughs> but to put yourself out there before the game is yeah. honestly such big energy from them. Like, <laughs> they seriously did not care. And then to see them both, like, obviously, we haven't won this grand final yet, so Gus still has that chance of looking a bit silly. But... Being in the grand final itself means that he wasn't a total fool. Um, yep. And Gerber was 100, 100% correct in what he said. 
So I think credit to both of them for putting it out there because we don't often, I mean, we see staff writers put out um, dramatic comments like that all the time, but we rarely see people in the media put their names to some dramatic comments the week before, you know, a team plays a prelim final. So good for them. And I'm glad they've been validated. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're they're the Angus Bacon of the media. Uh, he he's been validated too. Oh, yep. thank God for Angus. Yep. Uh, God, Angus. He would have had a bad time tonight. <laughs> I dare say he'd be extremely drunk by now if we'd lost. Um, he probably already is. He probably uh, is anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a Queenslander. So. Uh, <laughs> so going on to the week leading into the game, there was a lot of talk about what happened. Uh, we all know what happened, the Mitch Kenny trainer incident. Uh, what mm-hmm. is, now that we've had a week to cool down and look at it, what are your thoughts on it? They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, they did the wrong thing. Yeah. And they were punished for it. Yeah. Do I think it would have changed the game? Not remotely. So I think that um, it was the wrong thing to do. Um, I would have maybe preferred if they hadn't have done it. Um, just for the fact that I think player welfare is important. And I think perhaps um, not as a result, there was a lot of people complaining last night when um, Kepi, was it Kepi? Yeah, he got knocked down in Manly and play wasn't stopped. And I don't think that was as much um, because of what Penrith did as much as it was for the hullabaloo that surrounded it, that the referee was so hesitant to blow time off for all the flack that they copped last week and for him not to repeat that mistake. Um, so I just, I think that it didn't cost time out of the game in any sense. It was the wrong thing to do on our end. We got fined for it. Um, if we had, if we could do it again, I would like to see it happen again, (laughs) just because I didn't, I wouldn't change a thing about what's happened over the past two weeks now games. Um, but I just think it's time to move on. We got punished for it. There are some people saying that we should get docked competition points next year. Literally insane. And honestly, if we get to competition points, we would have still ended up playing South because we were eight points ahead of four. So yeah. dock away. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> said eight points, which would have changed yeah, specifically nothing. nothing. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, they got a 25 grand fine and, and hopefully that we don't see that sort of thing happening again. But the thing that kind of irked me about it was it's not the first time we've seen that happen all year. We've seen it happen a number of times, specifically from Melbourne, um, and no one seems to care that much. They're like, oh, you know, haha, it's funny. You know, a lot of the time when Melbourne as well, like, use kind of abuse that interchange rule with the HIA, and they'll get someone off who isn't remotely HIA'd um, and do a quick swap. Um, so we've seen them use it. So, yeah, I don't think it was as big a fuss as everyone made out to be, but it was, I will admit that it was the wrong thing to do. We got fined for it, and we're going to a grand final. So we're happy. Yeah. It was, I 100% agree with you there. Um, maybe we've got to start discussing things we're going to disagree on because we're just agreeing with each other. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Penrith, I think 100% they knew what they were doing um, and they took advantage of the fact that Mitch Kenny was actually legitimately injured. They mm. they didn't follow the correct procedure. I, I do think that they purposely didn't follow the correct procedure because they knew they could take yes. advantage of what was happening. I don't think it affected anything. Um, no. The fact that all night 
in that game, the commentators were saying, oh, when's the line going to crack for both teams? And it just wasn't happening. You had to kick over the defensive lines to score tries that night. And yeah. it, it just it wasn't going to happen. I understand why para fans were upset. I'd be upset too. I'd still be talking about it now, in all honesty. Um, I understand why Canberra fans are still talking about 2019, even though yeah. it's was cool. Um, but <laughs> now that it's happened, I hope we can just move on because I do think a lot of it was just enhanced by people in the media who wanted a story. The oh, fact and that's that what we said. Well, like that, that they didn't they didn't manage to get Madge sacked, so they had to write stories about something else. Oh. And I hope, that, I mean, from what I've seen so far tonight, it doesn't look like there's anything like that to come from it, which is really good because it really was frustrating last week because it took away from both performances of Penrith and Para, mm. I think, um, because instead of talking about that insane game, and to be completely honest, I think last week's game was harder than tonight's game. Yeah. I think Parramatta were better than Storm were tonight, yeah. which um, may, may sound insane, but I think they... I think they made a storm made a lot more errors than Parramatta did last last week. Um, so a lot of the time today, I think in tonight's game, Melbourne would make an error on the fifth, or they'd make an error when they've just got themselves in good field position, and we didn't even really have to do anything. And yeah. yes, we forced those errors, but it's not the same taxing situation as it was last week for having to defend set after set after set, which is what we did. And I think that it just took so much away from that game, and I just am confused as to what people think was going to change in that very moment to make tries just to be scored at will that didn't happen in the 79 minutes prior to that. And, and that to me was ridiculous. Yes, it was the wrong thing to do. We got fined for it accordingly, but it is not the reason why Parramatta lost. If that game had been played the Parramatta game for an extra 10 minutes, either team could have won and either team would have deserved it. So this narrative that a team doesn't deserve it because of that happened, that one moment or other moments throughout the game is just crazy because they had so many chances and so did we. So that was frustrating. And I don't think that's going to happen from this from tonight's game. Melbourne were very off, um, but they also still took it to us and they had me sweating until the last yeah. second of the game. So they were brilliant as always. They, you know, you always just think to yourself, if anyone can do this, it is Melbourne. Even in that last play, I thought, oh my God, if, where's Josh had a car? You know, what's he doing? If you get a few quick passes out to him, you can't stop him. Like if anyone can pull something like that out of the last second of play, it's them. So they yeah. were brilliant. And I hope that tonight's game is treated as that. Um, and there's not, no other narrative being thrown about. And then I really hope the same thing happens with the grand final because the last thing I want is some sort of silly ref story on either end to yeah. be controlling the way we look at what really could be a really classic grand final next week. It's a really fairly even matchup. Um, we've played them three times this year, twice with different results. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the whole week this week. We've got the Ivan and, and Wayne matchup, which I think Ivan was losing by a mile. So I hope he takes a foot off the pedal in, in that sense. I think in today's press conference, he said that Wayne was the best coach in his view of all time. So I think that might be a little white flag surrender from Ivan in that sense. Um, and I just really hope that we focus on the great stories that are going to come from this grand final. On our end, obviously, we've got our team, um, really young players being able to 
kind of fight their way to the grand final. And then from South, you know, everyone thought they were completely done when Latrell Mitchell got suspended. And they've been incredible. They had played a wonderful game against us. They completely controlled Manly last night and took Turbo out of the equation, which then took the whole team out of the equation. And, you know, like their young fullback has been brilliant and no one gave him a chance when Latrell got injured. So I hope we're focusing on these great stories from each of these teams and we won't have to worry about um, the other stuff that the media throws in and, and people themselves as well. Yeah, you would not believe the amount of relief I had in the press conference when they asked Ivan what he thinks about the Wayne thing and he said, I'm not going to engage in any of it. I was just as nervous as I was in that last three minutes of the game because I thought we can start this. I was like, it's not Ivan's way either. He's normally just sort of lets the media do their thing and just ignores them. And I was like, don't try and use the media. Wayne is the king at this. He's been at nine grand finals, you know, seven with Brisbane, one with St. George Lawara, one as co-coach at Canberra, and he's won seven of them. He knows what he's mm. doing. Please don't let this happen. I agree that he's with Ivan, that he's probably the greatest coach of all time. And I'm just so glad that he didn't bite on that. I yeah. don't know why I would have been able to. <laughs> and I just it's hope he, that both sets of fans can just enjoy this week. Because. And I think, yeah, it's, you don't want it distracting. And I, I know we've made obviously two in two years. Before that, is 19 years. They don't come around every day, these grand finals. And yeah. I just don't want this week being taken up by coach drama. And honestly, Ivan needs to know that this is not a battle he's going to win. No. So don't even try because you're going to just be copying an L. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how, don't set yourself up for the L. Um, so I hope that he continues with that um, and we can just focus on a wonderful lead up to what should be a wonderful game. Um, Oh, it's just, it's sinking in now that I need to worry about next week. I hadn't even thought about it. I, I, I'm i moving house next week. I didn't even think that this was going to be oh, um, something I needed to worry about. And now we're in the grand final. So <laughs> um, it is surreal. I think I'll probably wake up tomorrow and just think, did that actually happen? And have to check some, Google some stuff before I realize, hang on, <laughs> this is happening again. Oh. <laughs> You've got the John Langs about you. That's what he said when they won the grand final in 03. He said he just hoped he doesn't oh. and find out it's all a dream. Because oh. I didn't think I didn't think we could do it. I I just against Melbourne and after that, after the two tough games against South and Parramatta, I just I didn't think I I feel terrible for saying I was a supporter, but I see myself as a very realistic supporter. Um, yep. and I just didn't think it was going to happen. But then when they started the game, one minute in, I thought we can do this. Yeah. Just the way their presence on the field. Um, and I hope we come out with that same intensity. Um, and oh my gosh, now I've got one week of stress. <laughs> it's like a double-edged sword, these finals. <laughs> well, looking forward to the grand final itself. If Moses Leota is fit to play, do you have him in? Oh. God, I would almost, oh, I'd almost say get rid of the utility and put two forwards and mention have him in centre. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Adios, and I think, yeah. And I think, I mean, we saw today Jerome was out for a little bit and Tyrone played a role, but yep. we have Matt Burton in our team. 
Yeah. So yeah. Kurt Capewell can go to the centres and exactly. do do a job. And then we can have, I think it's more important to carry both Moses and Spencer Lenu because as we spoke about last week, Ivan doesn't seem to like Spencer, but I don't know why. Spencer is fantastic. He was phenomenal yeah. tonight. He's running the ball like a Spencer. He's running the ball like he's Brian. And then you're like, oh, that's, that's Spencer. That's a giant forward. And he, yeah. I think he needs to be there. Um, and I would, and Moses needs to be there as well because, you know, he's missed this game and the Souths game, but he makes a difference. He makes a difference and he doesn't deserve to miss on his spot either. So I really would, that's where I'd, that's the direction I'd like to see him go. I don't, we don't need the utility role when we have a floating utility, a few of them in our team being Kurt Capewell and Matt Burton. Um, you know, it'll be fine. Um, you can't, in my view, you can't plan ahead into grand finals expecting players to get injured or playing yeah. for worst case scenario. I think it's a much better idea to just put your best team forward and hope for the best because you could lose four forwards on the night. You yeah. could lose your fullback, halfback, hooker, and 5'8". We don't know. So yeah. just put your best team there and, and work off that. Yeah, it's 100%. I agree with you. I think we... I also think Ivan tends to misuse the utility if there's no injury. Like he tends to just like when it's Mitch Kenny or Tyron May, he tends to just put them on at random times, even if they're not needed. Yeah. And I think sometimes yeah. it can sort of like hold back our attack more so with Tyron yeah. than our beautiful Mitch. Um, but <laughs> and like we realistically know that this isn't going to happen. This is wishful thinking. He won't drop Tyron May for the grand final. But I do think that that would be our best bench, would be four forwards. Because last time, South just tried to beat us up in the middle and they got yeah, away with it. I think if you <laughs> yeah. had both Spencer and Tavita Pango Jr. ready to come off the bench angry to just yeah. fight Jairo. Oh, can you imagine? There's going to be suspensions. I don't care. Be suspended yeah. all you want. Tavita can get suspended. He's not even playing for a second. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go for get yourself knocked out for eight weeks. Yep, yep, that's fine. yeah, not our problem. Same goes for you, Matt Burton. Absolutely. Um, if we have an yep. injury warm up and Brent Maiden has to play, same goes for you, buddy. Uh, Kirk, same goes for you, Brent. I would secretly love to see him play. Oh, Kirk, it made me sad thinking about it today that you know we only have one week left now of these wonderful players who play such an important role in their teams and I'm so excited to see how Kirk Capel goes at Brisbane I think Brisbane are really going to be on the cusp of something next year um with him there and Reynolds and their young players already just looking fantastic um and then we've also spoken about the Bulldogs as well I'm really looking forward to seeing how these teams go because they have the chance with these players you know from Penrith from Melbourne who are going to them and and from South as well and they can give them that injection that they need of the top tier teams to hopefully blend it out next year and not make it so clear cut between the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But I'm, of course, super sad to see them go because, you know, I'm not one of these fans who's like, oh, well, fine, we can replace them. Didn't even, them and even need them anyway. They are so important to us. And I hope to death we win that grand final with them next year. Um, because they will leave holes in our team that are not going to be easy to fix. So sad. It's bittersweet. Very sad, but you know they've got one more chance to you know go out as Penrith legends. You know they'll be remembered forever. Yeah. And they will. Can't wait for hopefully it to happen. Um, oh, I can't even think about it straight yet. I know. All right. Well, we've got about a minute and a half left before this stops on us. 
Mm -hmm. So um, thank you very much, Big T, for having us back on. Um, we really enjoyed doing this both times. Uh, thank you to everyone who gave great feedback last time. I don't, I, you know, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have been asked to come back on. So it was really lovely just reading everyone's nice messages and replies in relation to it. Um, it was just really nice to see, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. Um, I think, yeah, obviously, like when you're going on these podcasts and putting your opinion out there, you're putting yourself out there a little bit. Um, and we, I think both of us try and see it as not as biased um, as we, you know, try and be as least biased as possible and just see it straight. Um, yeah. So it was really lovely for me to see people say they were neutrals and they hold on to the whole thing. So I hope they can do that again this time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, thank you so much, Big T. It's been awesome being on this and, and to you, Jack, as well. It's been really fun. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone who listened. Um, hopefully, we'll see you after we win the grand final. Go the Panthers. Woohoo! And the Panthers have stolen it. What did I tell you? Those two. It'll be moments. I mean, Getaway can now before Fox Sports put them behind a uh, paywall. Getaway's still free, only have to listen to me mumble about buying a t shirt. Uh, which, by the way, Jack Mato looked so hot in. I mean, he's going to tell you that uh, the camera did a lot of the work, but yeah, the Vic did did get out the big gun and take a big click with a big camera. But I mean, the model it's got to be there for the big click. So the shirt did a bit of the work, um, the hat did a little bit of the work, but that head, oof, Sally, that head deserves a grand final. Uh, I'm sure Nat is is also you know, mildly attractive uh, if, if you like that kind of thing. And by that kind of thing, I mean people who aren't wearing a big T's tee. But I'm telling you right now, for a man that has a great uh, love and affection for facial hair, Jack O'Mara is my kind of my head. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? We'll get around good people on the socials like Jack O'Mara and Nat Undersource uh, Sinclair 1993. I'm sure everyone already knows both of these people. Uh, because they get shout-outs all the time. They're now running their own excellent version of Sports Best Panthers. Uh, and we will talk to you next week. Of course, you're going to hear me actually tomorrow talking to Krabs about the amazing Rabbits win. But then the following weekend is Grand Final Weekend. It's all happening. Uh, we'll talk to you then, Sports Best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes. And we bloody love yous.